ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Pennington. The Billings Chamber of Commerce is governed by a board of directors, and each year in July, a new board chair is elected. My guest today is Julie Seedhouse with Century 21 Hometown Brokers, and this year's current chair of our board of directors to tell us her story and give us the scoop on what the chamber is working on this coming fiscal year. Julia, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So let's start out by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your involvement with the chamber. Sure. So I spent about 15 years as a high school English teacher, Mm -hmm. and then I moved on to running two university programs, one at MSU Billings and one at Rocky Mountain College. And then about eight years ago, took the step to get into real estate and it's been super fun. What were the programs that you started at MSUB and Rocky? So at MSUB, I started an alumni relations program for the oh, campus. It was okay. the first time in, in a long time they'd had a full-time person doing alumni work. So mm-hmm. I got to kind of create that and super fun and working with graduates who are all very proud of their university. And then I was the vice president for advancement at Rocky. Oh, wow. So you were at MSUB and then you went over to Rocky. Correct. And you just won an award, right? I did. I did. Yes. Uh, MSU Billings gave me a distinguished alumna award. Oh, that's so cool. It was very nice. Yeah. You and Alex, I saw pictures of you at that event. So that's fun. It was great. So tell us how you got started with the chamber. How does this, how did this whole thing happen? So when I started at MSU Billings, they were members of the chamber mm-hmm. and, and we were very much encouraged by Ron Sexton, the chancellor at the time, to take part in any chamber events that we could. So I, I started going to events, not having really any idea of the scope of the work the chamber did, mm-hmm. but just more taking in the fun stuff. Yeah. And then that got me very interested in the work that you guys do. And when I went into real estate, I noticed that your board didn't have anybody representing the real estate um, industry. Right. And I felt that with my background in education and then being in real estate, that maybe I could bring something of value to the board. And mm-hmm. I guess they thought so too. <laughs> and how long has that been now? Gosh, six years. Yeah, I yeah think. it's been a while. So yeah. what were some of those first events that you went to? Do you remember? I started with Business After Hours. Of course. Yes. Yes. And then um, after I went through Leadership Montana, oh. I learned about the Leadership Billings program. Mm-hmm. So I did that right away and loved that experience too. Yeah. And you guys probably have people at Century 21 now that you send to Leadership Billings or have involved Everyone in the Everyone we can yeah. get to yeah. do it. We send them. Yes. And yeah. they, they love it. It is such a good program. So maybe for our listeners who might not be as intimately familiar with the chamber's inner workings. And like you said, you didn't know much about the chamber when you started. I remember when I got a job here, I was like, I don't even know what the chamber does. It's (laughs) silly, but I didn't, I, I just didn't know. And so um, maybe you can talk about, you know, what the role is of the board of directors, what it is that you guys do, what's your responsibilities and then maybe dive a little bit deeper into how is your role different than the other um, board sure. members. So. <laughs> well, that I'm, I'm learning that yeah. daily. <laughs> yeah, right. I bet you are. Um, so the role of the board is really just kind of a, a high level oversight of what the chamber is mm-hmm. doing. You know, you guys do all the hard work. We just come to the table and, and say, yeah, we, we love this. Or here's maybe some t- suggestions. Um, but certainly, like you said, before I 
became a part of the chamber board, I had no idea the amount of work mm. you all do. Mm. Um, and it blows me away on a daily basis because I, I tell people all the time, you're such an incredible group of professionals mm. and we're just really here to sort of guide the mission. Mm -hmm. And I think that the board chair is an extended part of that. So just kind of being the high level eyes on what's happening and are we going in the right direction and, mm -hmm. and representing what the board kind of wants right. for the chamber. And, you know, the, the board chair's role is to kind of help facilitate that and move it along. Yeah. So you're the one at the meeting that asks, you know, is there a first, a second and all the things yeah. and raise your hand and <laughs> say yes to, to things and... on the rails and <laughs> get us done within and two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I know that you guys also have executive committee meetings. Mm -hmm. How is that different than your board meeting? I would say the executive committee just takes the recommendations from the staff and gives those recommendations, the stamp of approval to present to the board. Right. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. I think some people don't know what the difference is and right. why there is, you know, separate entities. So that's helpful. Do you have some, I know you haven't started, like we're recording this before you actually step into your role as board chair, but have you thought about maybe what your goals will be as board chair coming up this next year? I have. You know, we had a retreat at Sage Lodge in May mm -hmm. and we kind of set the priorities for the board and what we want to get done this year. And really, it's big, big picture. It's about making Billings a welcoming place mm -hmm. for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and that's for, you know, successful businesses to attract and retain talent to Billings. What can the chamber do to help people facilitate that? So that's a big one. Um, very much committed to the diversity, equity, and inclusion work. I'm the, the co-chair of that advisory board, mm -hmm. and the, the chamber has made that a huge priority. So really providing tools for our, our businesses to navigate those waters. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all for billings, fairly new, and mm -hmm. um, providing ways for, for business owners and employees and employers to help move their businesses forward in that realm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there's there's an advocacy piece to it, which you didn't touch on, but I know that's really important to the board and to you as well. Just that work that Dan and Jack do and how that affects Billings being a welcoming place. Do Absolutely. You... Uh, it's a legislative year, so yep. that will be a big, big piece of what we do, just making sure that what's being done on the state level mm -hmm reflects what we need in Billings and and making sure that our lawmakers know what what Billings businesses, what our business community needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another big piece of that is also the uh, our air service piece that we want to make sure that we're working with our airport to get us back to pre-COVID numbers mm -hmm. and chasing those you know more flights and making um, accessibility to Billings in and out. Mm -hmm. more seamless. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that create a welcoming place. Like I just think about, you know, a, the whole other two arms of the chamber are visit Billings and visit Southeast Montana. And they're a huge part of Billings being welcoming to visitors and people who come visit. And I just don't think that people realize how big of an industry that is. Totally agree. Yeah. I, I don't think most people are aware that you know, with a $650 million mm -hmm. influx of dollars into our community through tourism, 
I don't think people are aware at all of what mm-hmm. a huge part of that the chamber plays. And it's so crucial. Mm-hmm. It is. I agree. Okay, so you've been involved, like you said, in a couple of different really important areas of our local economy. So you touched on education. We talked about that you're part of real estate, which I'm hoping that you'll share some of some <laughs> tidbits about the housing market with us. Um, and then that DEI effort. What are some of the biggest challenges that you see on the horizon in those spaces? And what are you hoping that the chamber can do to help support that stuff? Okay, so we'll start education. Yeah. I think the chamber does play a role and has a voice in um, making the community aware of what our educational system needs. Mm -hmm. Public schools, universities alike, that, you know, it's just so important that they the public schools specifically have very limited ways mm-hmm. to generate funds to do the things that they need to do. And the chamber has been a voice mm-hmm. for helping to educate the community on those things. And, you know, just making sure that Billings understands how unbelievably important those public schools are to the health of our mm-hmm. community. So we've, we've got a role to play there. Well, one of the first things that you look at when you're looking to relocate somewhere or come to a city that you're thinking, oh, maybe I'll work there or, or live there is if you have kids, what are the schools like? Absolutely. What are the teachers like? Is it is it, you know, com- competitive to other areas? So it's really important. It's my, really important. Yeah. And and it, it puts me in a, a really nice position because I was a public school teacher yeah, here, yeah. As, as was my mom, as is my sister in law. My my sister also works in the public schools. So, you know, I can speak to that, that mm-hmm. I feel really confident that we we have such a good product here. Mm-hmm. We just need to continue to support them. Yeah. Have you heard anything about work being done on trying to attract more teachers to stay teachers? I haven't. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that there's a bit of a shortage, yeah. um, but I serve on a committee for the College of Ed at MSU Billings that that helps we help students navigate the licensure oh, okay. process. And there are absolutely fabulous candidates coming mm-hmm. out of there. Oh, good. We just need to Keep them close. Yes, we want to keep them here, <laughs> yeah. which is all part of that welcoming community. So what about real estate housing? So that's a that's an interesting story yeah, right now. You know, and a it's lot a, of the, stories. The questions <laughs> I get every day. Um, you know, I have seen things slow down just a mm-hmm. little bit. We're seeing more listings coming on each day, which is positive mm-hmm. and not as, you know, you're not getting 25 offers on yeah. a house, you're maybe getting five, yeah, which that's nice. easier for buyers to navigate. The uptick in interest rates has changed things a little bit for some buyers. It's bumped some buyers out of the market. And I've, I know the Fed is meeting today and tomorrow, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with yep. interest rates after that. Um, but it's incredibly challenging. So bringing people in from out of state or out of town who are moving here for a job and trying to mm-hmm. find them housing, it's very challenging. Yeah. And the rental market, do you know anything about that piece? I don't, I don't work in that as yeah. much, but I know that it's, it's as problematic mm-hmm. as, as buying, yeah. you know, rents are high. Yeah. Um, renters are getting displaced because mm. people can sell their, their rentals and, yeah. and make good money right now. So, yeah. you know, or they're bumping up rents because they, they can. Mm-hmm. I, I just was on the West end the other day. I mean, not like I never go to the West End, but I guess I wasn't paying attention. And there's just so many apartment buildings <laughs> so shooting up many. everywhere that I'm thinking, okay, this has to be good, right? That there's all of these apartment <laughs> buildings going up. It is good because yeah. we need them. So I, yeah. I'm, 
I feel like they're filling them as quickly as they build. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just wants to come to Billings now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not now with all the flooding, but, you know, maybe right. it's just like right. a short term <laughs> thing. Yeah. But we do have Rocky Vista University coming in as well, yes. who, who will be bringing us more students and That's they're true. all going to need a place to live. So it, yeah, because Rocky good. Vista doesn't have a dormitory. They don't. OK. No. Do you know how many students? I, I can't remember how many students they said. I believe ultimately when they're fully up and running. So after, you know, they'll bring in a class, mm -hmm. they'll do a year, they'll bring in another class. Yeah, and then yeah. um, ultimately, I believe it's about 300 students. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But those are those students will all need places right. to stay. So. As will their instructors and the yeah. administrators running the school. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then let's talk a little bit about the DEI effort. What do you think is like the biggest challenge moving forward for the chamber as they embark on this process? I mean, it's been about a year, a year to two years that we've really been pushing this. But what do you think is the, that biggest challenge moving forward? You know, we've had such an incredible response mm -hmm. immediately. Um, big, big employers refineries, mm -hmm. KOA, Billings Clinic, um, the public schools, you know, our big, big employers have really bought into it. Mm -hmm. And now I think the challenge is how do we draw in our our smaller shops, mm -hmm. the, the smaller places that don't have as many employees and how do we make it accessible for them and affordable for them and make sure that they can have that same kind of training available for mm -hmm. their their people. Yeah, because what's the bottom line for a business? Why is DEI an important thing for a business to even care about or think about? You know, that it's so hard to articulate the value until somebody has gone through that training mm -hmm. and understood that it's not just, you know, people hear DEI and they immediately think it's it's race mm -hmm. and yeah. it's not. It's, um, I mean, it is, but it's that's not it. It's cultural. Um, it's just making your business an inclusive place mm -hmm. where it, there's one thing to be equitable mm -hmm. um, in your hiring practices or whatever, mm -hmm. but to be inclusive is a whole different thing. And it really does take more effort. Yeah, And um, it's not just, uh, oh, I took a training and I checked a box yeah. and now we're good. It's cultural for your business. So yeah. Are you creating a welcoming and inclusive workplace and the training that is available can help you make sure you're doing that? Um, it's it's so much bigger than just race or sexual preference or mm -hmm. yeah. religion. It's mm -hmm. it's about everybody's different and we need to have a place at the table for everybody. I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you <laughs> if oh <boy>. <laughs> you guys have come up with some specific tangibles that you've used in your business after you've gone through this training that you were like, oh my gosh, let's try this or let's do this. That might be helpful for a business out there to kind of understand what you're talking about. In my office, we've, we've got about 70-ish agents. Mm -hmm. um, culture is bottom line, the very most important mm -hmm. thing. So this, this just provides almost a reinforcement mm -hmm. that we're, we're doing that well, mm -hmm. you know, providing events for our agents that just aren't about selling houses and making money, right. but about taking care of each other and enjoying each other and fostering that camaraderie that mm -hmm. is so, so important to any team, mm -hmm. um, but a huge bottom line for, for Century 21. Yeah, because if you come to work and you're making money, great. But if you don't feel like you belong or that it's a fun place to work or that you even like the people that you work right. with, like <laughs> you're not going to stay. Like yeah. you just won't stay. 
yeah. uh, in the long term. Yeah. Because who would? And with the market being as difficult as it, oh, yeah. as it has been, people get kind of down on themselves mm-hmm. and they get frustrated. And, and we just really want to provide that environment where you can go to work and talk about what you're struggling with and there will be people there to support you mm-hmm. and help kind of guide you through it. You know, we, if you're a newer agent, how yeah. do you navigate this world? Because mm-hmm. it's so different and and teaching people how to, I hate the term pivot, but it works. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you just in the last year, we've had to do mm-hmm. that so many times because, oh my gosh, we have no listings and a yeah. hundred buyers. And mm-hmm. now we've got some listings, but the prices are so high and now lumber prices are out of control and now they're going <laughs> back down. And it's, it's all so um, fluid for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, we just have to support each other through that. And that's a big part of that inclusion piece. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I was <laughs> kept thinking of that word supportive. If we've learned anything in the last few years, that's a big one. It's yes. just being supportive of people. For sure. So I'm going to just pivot a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and um, you did it. <laughs> the, chamber, the chamber just did this thing called the Aspirational City Visit to Omaha, Nebraska, where they took 50-ish leaders from the community to go visit another community and kind of bring back some takeaways on what maybe we could do in our community based off of what you learned there. So I was wondering if you could share some of those key takeaways that you had on the trip and what we could maybe implement here in Billings to make it, I don't know, just better. Sure. First of all, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about going to Omaha. I <laughs> yeah. Thought, I don't, you know, really it's Nebraska. It's in, yeah. yeah. How, can it be that great? <laughs> and it really, it, it surpassed my expectations oh, on wow. every level. The The people that we met with are so incredible. And um, one gentleman in particular spoke to us about being ridiculously engaged, which mm-hmm. I, I, that term had never been in my head before, mm-hmm. but it's certainly the way I have lived my life. Mm-hmm. So that meant a lot to me because I think that's so important. And Billings is lucky that we've got a group of ridiculously engaged mm-hmm. leaders it's just Billings needs to think bigger. Mm. And, you know, we, those of us that are in positions of leadership, we love this place. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't live anywhere else, but we could use Omaha as an inspiration mm-hmm. because they just, they go so big and they're not afraid to take on big projects and they they seek out philanthropy in a way that I don't think we have really thought about mm-hmm. in the past, but they certainly made us think it just, it was overall an incredible experience. And I think everybody took something different away mm-hmm. from it that mm-hmm. we, Billings needs a catalytic project, especially mm-hmm. in our downtown. And mm-hmm. we got to see some examples of projects that, you know, we could do something similar in Billings and it would change everything. So is there a specific like project that they did that you were like, oh my gosh, I just love this. How could this work in Billings? The, th- the thing that I love the most coming from, of course, my place in the business world is the housing that they have in mm. their downtown area. And okay. we don't have a lot of that available mm-hmm. in Billings. And I think if we could do, if, if we could get a big housing project downtown that would bring more people downtown, it would change everything. Mm-hmm. I live down there. I love it. Mm-hmm. it. It would, it would just be such a help to draw in new businesses to support, support who's already down there. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's where our focus should be. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the philanthropy piece. Was there anything specific uh, in that area that you thought, wow, they just have done 
that like this specific thing I think we could do in Billings or has it spurred any ideas for what that could look like here? Billings hasn't had a big public private partnership project. That's a lot of Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm glad this screen is on my microphone. Um, and I think we need to really pursue that. Mm-hmm. I, I think we need to look at creative ways to draw in investors who will then work with our city or our county. Mm-hmm. And people are interested. There yeah. are a lot of there are a lot of groups looking at Billings because they know we've got a great emerging market and mm-hmm. and we re- re- we remain relatively untouched by what happens in the rest of the world mm-hmm. as far as the health of our economy. So you know, we're crossing all of our fingers that we we continue to be that way and hopefully we'll we'll get some good solid investment and then we can partner with the city or the county to try to make those things happen. Did they have a specific project that they did that collaboration on that you were like, this is super cool? The ball field is one. The, oh, okay. the baseball park where they hold the College World Series oh, is, yeah. uh, is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then they're currently building a huge riverfront park oh, yeah. project that is, is, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. It's It will be owned by the city, but run by the, the nonprofit that runs their oh, okay. public facilities. So- I, that to me, ha- having somebody manage a project like that, mm-hmm. that knows what they're doing mm-hmm. in management um, is key. And I yeah. I think that's also something we really want to look at with our Metra and, and mm-hmm. have somebody who can run that facility in the way that it really needs to run to be profitable and bring in lots and lots of activity. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so one of my last questions is, when you get to June 2023, <laughs> what do you want to be able to look back and say, this is what the chamber accomplished with my leadership on the board? Oh, boy. Well, first of all, I hope John survives. <laughs> <laughs> he survived this long. <laughs> yeah. Even, he can survive even me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that catalytic project if if I can be in any way helpful in moving that forward yeah um, that that would be that would mean a lot to me mm-hmm. and I think it would be very good for Billings mm-hmm. I feel really strongly that we need a non-discrimination ordinance mm-hmm. and I would like to be a part of moving that forward mm-hmm. and and you know I don't know what exactly that looks mm-hmm. like at this point um, yeah but we have to do it right and I think it sends a clear message to people coming into town that we are welcoming and mm-hmm. that everybody belongs here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say those two things. Yeah, those are big things. So big. we'll check back in a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you going to hold me to it? Or? <laughs> no, of course not. Okay. No, because we have to do that work too. Right. That's right. <laughs> I'm We're counting on you to, to those. <laughs> counting on you to help me. <laughs> Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to make sure that you mention about just your upcoming year, the chamber in general, the board? I guess I would just reiterate to our members mm-hmm. the incredible, important work being done here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sat on so many boards over the years, and I've never been a part of a board that is as effective mm-hmm. and proactive as this board. And that's that comes from the staff and the, just the work that you all do. Mm-hmm. I am so grateful and in awe of it, honestly, because um, I, I just don't think people know mm-hmm. what goes on here and how good the work is for our community. Oh, well, thank you. That's You're so welcome. kind. Well, we're not letting you off the hook because if you've ever listened to one of our chamber casts, 
at the end of every show, we do what's called the Rorschach questions. And so I haven't prepped you on these questions, but I'm just going to ask you a question and they're not hard questions. And then you just give me your first response that comes to your head. Okay. What is your favorite thing to do in Montana in summer? Red Lodge. But not today. But not today. (laughs) No, my heart is broken for my home away from home. But yeah, the the most incredible people. And I have I have absolute faith that they're going to be just fine. It's just going to be a hard. Yeah. Hard couple months. Yes. Yes, it will. So going to Red Lodge, just anything in Red Lodge, just visiting and hiking. Okay, cool. Yeah. What are some words or phrases that you live by? Hmm. Um, be bold. Lead with yes. Oh. Um, and be ridiculously engaged. Yeah, that's a new one. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Biggest diversity, equity, and inclusion aha moment for you personally. When John first approached me to chair the original um, task force, I thought, I can't, I, I, what do I have to offer here? I'm, I'm very white, um, <laughs> but I'm also, I'm not racist. I'm, mm. I feel like I'm pretty progressive. And what I learned is I, I had a lot to learn about myself. Mm. So it, it, the whole experience for me has been life changing mm. because I, my mind immediately went to race and it's so much bigger than that. And mm. it, it has it has literally changed me as a human being. That's awesome. Okay, last question. Favorite way to spend a Sunday morning? Oh, I, I have an absolute every Sunday morning routine. Oh, great. I love to sit on my couch with my cup of coffee uh-huh. and I watch Meet the Press every oh, nice. single Sunday morning. Nice. Doesn't matter where you are. Nope. Doesn't matter where I am. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> I don't know that people have like legit Sunday morning routines. Well, I guess they do, but... Maybe I'm the one that's the weirdo, but that's super cool. <laughs> Do you want to come over and watch me? The yeah, okay, me? <laughs> there you go. Downtown, sure. Yes. <laughs> well, Julie, it was really fun to have you on the show, and we're so excited to see what is up for us this next year, and we'll check back. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Julie, for joining us today, and thanks especially to Jack Genoway for producing, and most of all, thank you to our listeners. If you would like to advertise with us, suggest a topic, or even ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there's something here for everyone.